I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast Owner's Morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever Boss. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Get your sign-up bonus for new accounts with a match bet of up to £25. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk. Welcome to a very special edition of the Final Forum Podcast, which is coming to you live from the City West in Dublin. Emmett Kennedy, as usual, but alongside me is a man who we've been meaning to do this for a long time, but finally, the face and voice of poker, even, do, even though I'm doing the comms, when you see the live stream coverage, Phil Baker is the man who's given out the trophies. Phil Baker is the man who's calling the action on the final table. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the final furlong. Emma, thanks very much for the invitation this morning. Uh, possibly the, vo- the voice. I'm not sure the lads would be too happy if I was the face of Irish poker, but <laughs> we, we, we leave that one go. But yep, yeah, delighted to be here. And uh, the bucket list, one ticked off the bucket list now. I'm on the greatest podcast around for horse racing. So thank you very much for the invitation. Top man. Uh, an extra 50 quid there later on. Um, yeah, when, by the way, when this man speaks, shut up and listen. He knows his stuff, so I'm really intrigued to get Phil on. It's been a long time coming, so here we go. Uh, we'll start with the 310 at Ferry House. It's Ferry House and Ferry House only. There's a lot of action going on. Weird time. So, Scottish Grand National, first time since 19 Dickety Doo or ever that it went before the Grand National. 
then a week later the Grand National and now a week later we get the Irish Grand National so we Grand National after Grand National after Grand National uh, very strange time so we'll build to the main event but first of all is the Mayor's Novice Hurdle um, it's great to see Harry Fry coming over I know it's Noel Feely Syndicate Irish jockey but he spent most of his career in the UK she won at Cheltenham uh, first British horse since White Oak to do so in the Novice Division um, actually the first Novice uh, trained in Britain to win the race Willie Mullins and, and um, Henry de Bromhead have been tearing that up uh, then we've got the porn star Brandy Love Google that one on your work computer. Uh, Dino Blue and Grangy. Um, nine to four with Kaluki, Love Envoy. Nine to two about Brandy Love and Dino Blue. What do you make of, make of it? Um, obviously a lot of permutations in this one. Very, very impressed with Love Envoy. Um, wasn't sure what Love Envoy had beaten up until she ran last time out at Cheltenham. Yeah. And I have to say, how she travelled and what she found off the bridle. Really impressed with her. Again, I, I, I was kind of a little bit sitting on the fence about her coming up to Cheltenham. I couldn't look anywhere else in the race. Uh, Brandy Love has obviously got a, a big chance in the race. Uh, Dino Blue, I wouldn't have with your money. Um, really? You know, yeah, no, wouldn't have her. I, 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 just last him out. I know the money was there. It was probably one of Willie's strongest supported horses there. The talking horse, definitely, of the meeting, probably, and the, the guys thought. With a horse like this, obviously it's doing all the right things at home, beating the right horses, but when it's disappointed so much at, at Cheltenham, I couldn't have it again until I see a huge turnaround of what happened. Obviously it didn't run its race that day, I'm not even, I'm not even but there was something I missed that time. Um, ran so flat that day, it wouldn't be my money, and I think Love Envoy is, is a knocking bet for this race. I, w I wouldn't look past her at all. I'm loving the confidence. So nine to four with Kaluki about Love Envoy. Uh, I have to say, there's a part of me that's kind of pot committed, to use a poker phrase. Seeing as we're we're both here for that about uh, Dino Blue, it's just the fact that Mikey Fogarty was so insistent that she was she was the one to be with. Um, and obviously Mikey's still riding out for Willie and the market sport came for Epiton disappointed for JP and then went on to win a champion hurdle afterwards so mares can disappoint there but it's a strong case for Love Envoy and the more you, the more you say it the more you're swaying me um, right this is going to be brief enough the Gold Cup 4.55 2 mile 4 Gallop on the champ long odds on favourite Master Mac a great one winner in his own right but was thrashed out of sight of the DRF by him yeah, I mean, Gallup today, Sean, it's, it's, a, it's a race to watch, really. I mean, we're, we're hopefully looking at the, the next Gold Cup winner. Uh, so impressive. I mean, absolutely ran the race out of Henry's horse last time out at Cheltenham. And what an anticlimax it was. Yeah. Jumped, the, jumped, the, jumped the fence absolutely perfect. Let me down for a big trip that day. Oh, and no. jumped, jumped, the pairs, jumped the fence beautifully and just just that crumble on landing. It was heartbreaking. And I think even, even Rachel and Henry were afterwards saying, they were kind of saying, like, they were a little down about it even though they had just picked up a grade one prize a, a race to watch a race to savour maybe do you fancy something a little bit out there Jolly? I honestly don't to be honest with it. Like, York Hill came into this race but York Hill couldn't jump right handed yeah. so I wasn't as surprised that he got turned over by uh, Roach Riches I think it was at the time or Roach Respect um, and Willie's just got such a tremendous record in the race as well with the likes of Album Photo Voida Rev and Jenadil all in a row that I can't see past him. Um, and I kind of think they're going to turn him around and bring him back out to Punchestown as well. There's a two-week gap, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does that. But he's the Gold Cup horse in my mind for next year. Yeah, I mean, it, it like on, on form, this could be this could be just a gallop around for for galloping, and 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 if so, Punchestown is definitely on the cards again. 
let, let's hope it's a race to savour. Let's hope he does exactly what we expect him to do. And it's one for the crowd to cheer him on and hopefully the, the, the champion of the future. Yeah, and if you are there, you're going to absolutely love it. That's one of the things I would say is I'd be a little bit reluctant about a distance bet because there's going to be plenty of firms who are going, oh, we'll give you X amount, galloping wins five lengths. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Paul is easing down, coming to the last and just gets him gently over the line with punches down in mind. I am going to thoroughly disagree with you on that one. Ah. And I think he's that good that Paul, with these big grade one races, they like to impress. These guys know that everybody's watching him here and it's, 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 it's one of my specialty bets. I'm not saying I'm, well, I've done really well with them. Oh, yeah. And in these races, if you're backing something at a, at a lesser track and a lesser meeting and the jockeys will ease down with, with the likes of Gallop and Deschamps I, I think he's going to want to impress I think it was disappointing for him last time out he's obviously not going to kill the horse to win the race but I think he's that good his engine is that good that if you can get over five lengths or something like that at any way of a reasonable price get the kids uh, get the college fund out Get the Open mortgage the money out. Box. Get everything. Yeah, in, in, yeah embezzle the, your troker box. Get involved. If you can get, if I could get eight lengths plus, I think it's a knocking bet because I think he's going to want to impress. And I think without even coming off the bridle, he's going to win this race with his head in his chest by 12 lengths plus. Kaluki, get on that first, please. Kaluki team, they're listening every single day. So we need to know what's going to happen with Kaluki. Uh, what kind of a price can you give us? And, Five lengths, five and a half lengths plus and eight lengths plus, please. We, yes, we want those odds. We're going to cut that out for a clip as well. Uh, we'll move on to Monday and the Juvenile Hurdle. This might be the quickest final front podcast in history. So the Donahue Marquee Juvenile Hurdle. Uh, Icar Allen, last time behind Vaughan. We saw what happened with Pied Piper. He had a really tough race. Night Salute had a, was given a softer time of things and was able to turn it around at Aintree. And just before we, we started talking, you were saying to, saying to me that you were kind of intrigued about horses who were actually after having a lighter campaign. Yeah, like it, 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 it's, it's not a guaranteed thing, but when, when, when three-year-olds have just become four-year-olds and they've had busy campaigns, they've had hard races at Cheltenham. There's nobody gone to Cheltenham to have an easy race. They're going to be put into that race with every single chance. Irrespective if they got eased down after the last, wherever the case may be, they've been trained hard for the, 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 the Blue Ribbon event at Cheltenham. It's not a guaranteed thing that a horse can't bounce back, but I, I love to see a horse at Fairy House coming there fresh. We're obviously going to have a very short price favourite in the race, and I'm looking at something without the without the favourite in this race. Uh, I'm looking at the horse down near the bottom, and it's uh, in attendio, I think is the pronunciation of it. It's uh, John McConnell's horse. I think he's trading at the around. Man on fire. I think I think he's trading at around. Uh, I think it's about fourteen or sixteen to one on the straights there. Yeah. So maybe he'll get uh, maybe he'll get four or five to one. I'm not quite sure what the without price would be, but he just comes there as a fresher horse. Musselburgh race last time out ran a, a cracking race against Impulsive One, and uh, again all the other horses in the race. I mean, Luna Power is down. I think as they're probably one of the uh, second favourites in the race. Luna Power has had a lot of hard races. F- performed tremendously well in a lot of the grade one races but he's had a lot of hard races the favourite is going to be very very difficult to beat top form cracking race at Cheltenham last time out but I think just if you're having a little bet in the race the without bet there is on number seven uh, in attend you in the race and just to back you up on that Danny Mullins was talking to me afterwards I was saying well you know even at Punchestown with Ile Tom who just just about finished behind Icare Island you know you could you can still be a novice next year and he goes uh, I don't know about that now so I think we're going to win a punches down and he was absolutely certain he turned form around with the Carol so I can understand why the Mullins camp are running here but they're coming a week and a half earlier 
than they might have wanted to. Willie's got a great record in the race, and I'd be with you. John McConnell is such an underrated trainer and a man on fire as well. So I'm I'm fully behind you there. Uh, the 350 is the Rathbury and Glenview Studs hurdle. Uh, Durasso for Joseph O'Brien, who's going to be stepping away from training hurdlers and chasers. Gordon Elliott's got Grand Roy. Uh, we've already had Dennis O'Regan on the show saying he was on board this horse last year at Limerick. Thought he had zero chance of winning. Horse ends up going and winning. Who was in behind? Gallop on Deschamps uh, with, with, um, with the pull-up. Um, and there's a couple of old favourites in here, like Davar Starr, uh, the bastard John Snow uh, is finally back in action as well. Paul Hennessy's horse, Heaven Help Us, who took on Marie's Rock in the Mare's Hurdle last time at Cheltenham. There's a few horses in here who've had hard races. Uh, Grand Roy pulled up behind Commander of Fleet when, when he was very well supported uh, in the Carl Cup at Cheltenham as well. How do you break this race down? Yeah, it's, it, it, I think it's a wide open race again. The one, the one I, I really fancy is uh, Durasso, and I, I'm, I'm basing it on a couple of things. First of all, comes here a little bit fresher than the rest. Hasn't had a race since the 19th of February, mm-hmm. and the big, the big thing here is when, when it was beaten at Garen, the, the, the ground was bottomless that day. True. Um, the day it won at Nace, I was there that day. Won very, very well that day. The ground was good. We're here in Dublin at the moment. The beautiful sunshine. The weather's warm things are going to dry out at Fairy House. They really are. The ground is at the moment, it's probably good to yielding, something around that. I think it's going to firm exactly up. Exactly what it is, actually. Yeah, I think, it's going, I think it's going to firm up a little bit more. And I think by, by Monday, um, by Monday, it's going, to be, it's going to be very good ground. And I think the fact that Durasso is one of his most impressive performances, and I think he got a, a rating of around 150 or something around for that. Um, I think that race at Nace tells me, definitely top of the ground, no problem there whatsoever. Comes here in decent form, will love the ground, and uh, I think Joseph could have a, a, a big winner on, on one of his last swan songs over the, over the, over the obstacles. I, I completely agree with you. You also look at the horse's form. Um, okay, Tiapu disappointed in the champion hurdle. St. Felician was obviously disappointing. They think the world of both of those horses, but look who else is, are in behind. Uh, he's behind, finished 15 lengths behind Honeysuckle, doesn't everything. Uh, beats Sarah de Burley, who then comes out and wins at Aintree. So I'm with you, Durasso. If, if, you, if you look at the Sarah de Burley form as well, the Sarah de Burley where he, he smashed Sarah de Burley, it was on good ground as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think it's a horse. He acts on any ground. I think he acts on heavy. But I think when the ground goes good, whereas a lot of horses are ground dependent, he's not, he's not. And I think Durasso has a huge chance. I think the better the ground, the more to his advantage and the disadvantage of the other horses in the race. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more, Philip Baker. Uh, right. So 4:20 is the Devonish Chase Grade Two. Janadil uh, is going to be the market leader with Mark Walsh and Willie Mullins. Castle Grace Paddy, Easy Game, Brian Hayes on board for Willie Mullins. Willie's basically got half the field here. Celios Emery, Blackbow, uh, Gordon. Uh, Gordon Elliott's got Hardline and Castle Grace Paddy's trained by Fahey. Everything else is Willie Mullins. Again, how do you break it down? How are you looking at it? I, I don't really have a great opinion on the race. I know... Uh, I mean, Castle Grace Paddy's fourth last time out against Eisen Potsy probably probably not good enough in this one. Uh, Easy Game's been knocking around a long time. I'm not sure. It was never it was never the most natural over fences. As always, it was, has been a good stalwart for the stable. How do you see it? I love Easy Game. Now, you're right. He's not the most natural over fences. But I quite like the fact that he's been off. I know they had a slight issue with him, but the fact that he's been off, he gave... 
Remember the day he gave Faheen an awful fright when he won the grade one um, over fences at the DRF when he was 12 and uh, and then went on to Shelton to finish third. Like, easy game gave him a proper fright. He was a winner previously at the, at the Christmas festival at Leopardstown. Uh, Brian gets on really well with him. I... I really fancy him. Um, I really fancy him. I'm, I'm surprised Paul Townend is on Blackbow. I, I wouldn't take Blackbow Blackbow with your money. Um, and I just think he's had too many chances. And I think this is a great opportunity for Easy Game to go back in. Look, long-time listeners to the show know I love Easy Game. But off a mark of 160, I think he's been a little bit disregarded in the market. And I'll take him. Would you have a concern the fact that he hasn't run since November of last year? Or would you just... If he's not trained by William Mullins, yes. Yeah. But the fact that he's a Mullins horse, fitness shouldn't be an issue. Yep, and again, again, I think the, the good ground is going to be uh, no deterrent whatsoever to easy game. He bounces off that ground. I remember him running in a couple of uh, summer summer chases before, and yeah. I, I think the, the better the ground, maybe, yeah, I think you, you, you could be right. You're swaying me now. I've You're s- definitely swaying me. We're you, swaying each other here. You've swayed me, and I've swayed you. <laughs> so that's easy game uh, that we're going to go for in the 420. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You, which means the last race this is the quickest final furlong podcast in the history of the final furlong podcast uh, the Irish Grand National you, you'd know that the two of us are heading off to do commentary in a minute uh, the 5 o'clock is the Boyle Sports Irish Grand National 500k guaranteed let me tell you it's 2 million guaranteed now for the Irish Poker Open by the way so well done to Party Boker to Paul and the entire team uh, the market is headed with Kaluki right now with Gilliard de Masile at 6s far class 7s Max Flamingo for Francis Casey 7s Full-time score for Henry and Rachel has been smashed from 14s into 8s, the lads were telling me. And this is where things get tricky. There's a number of horses who disappointed at entry, including Enjoy Delan, who JP paid an absolute fortune to get his hands on. Goes as the first. Was placed in this race last year. Rocks up again. Uh, Schoolboy Hours was gone early, having run at Cheltenham and uh, came down uh, at Aintree. He's in the race. Run while Fred fell at Aintree. Rob James claims 12. How do you feel about horses who ran in the Aintree Grand National coming back here so quickly? It would be especially so quickly this year. I mean, it's 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 all those staying chases, the the big Grade One handicaps, all seem to be up on top of each other this year. And um, there's one thing: running in the Grand National. Uh, if a horse falls at the front, you might uh, at the first you might turn around and say to yourself, "Listen, he's he hasn't had a race." I'd still be a bit wary about a horse that's fallen uh, just just the, the the week before. Um, uh, for a horse that ran in the race and pulled up. Again, I wouldn't be a big fan. You're you're going to be you're you're going to have a lot of guys being told get out there, get a feel from, see how he's travelling, see how he's going. 
if he's if he's under any kind of pressure, they might get instruction to look after a horse because they've had a very hard, arduous race in the Grand National. So it wouldn't be. I'd be looking for a horse coming here a little bit fresher, something that's maybe improving a young horse, something with a raceable weight, and that's why I'm a bit crazy about uh, Max Flamingo here. Let's uh, go, let's go, baby! Really fancy this uh, for uh, Francis Casey. This one, this one ran uh, one very easily last time out odds on on the day uh, four to seven on the day one on good ground and um, comes here for, hasn't raced since the 19th of March so it's a perfect time perfect time now to, to race again today lovely racing weight at 10-12 in and around 10 to 1 just has the right weight Dennis, Re Dennis O'Regan in a saddle he's the final foreign podcast regular and the, the, I love Dennis when he's on a horse where he's stalking them at the back he's just got a beautiful pair of hands to bring a horse into a race and with the Irish Grand National over this trip that's exactly what you need you need something just in mid-division there just hunting around for the first couple of miles and just getting into the race gradually and gradually Dennis is a, is a, a, a master at that tactics and um, with all the weight with the form has hit, peaked at the right time and a young horse at seven as well I think Max Flamingo would be my top top bet in this race. And bear in mind, Dennis was on board Mount Ida, who the, the joke, well, first of all, we got a terrible fright because when he, he fell, like the stretcher was being brought over. But he was saying to us on the final furlong when we were reviewing Aintree, he goes, they were saying to me in the changing room afterwards, you jumped the fence better than she did. Um, but she, she's back with Davy Russell on board. And he's a big part of the Gordon Elliott team, yet... He's been picked for Max Flamingo, and he's obviously gone to Gordon and said, "Do you mind?" And Gordon's gone. I'm not getting. In your, I'm not standing in the way of you winning an Irish Grand National, Dennis. Yeah, I, 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 I'd say that's how it went. I mean, because with Max Flamingo, I just think all the boxes are ticked. Ground, no problem. Beautiful racing weight with 10, 12. Comes into the race in great form. I don't think the trip is going to be any problem whatsoever. Young horse. And I just don't see any negatives, and it's the one horse in the race I can just, I can just, uh, it ticks more boxes than any other horse in the race for me. Yeah, and I know Dennis really loves this horse as well. He felt that the defeat behind discordantly was an exaggerated defeat that day uh, at Leopardstown uh, back in March, and the confidence boost and win then in Thurless afterwards against Picardies, who's a solid enough horse too. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, at a bigger price, I try to come up with something clever. And to be honest about it, the more I looked at it, the more I was just like, Jesus, the amount of horses who are turning up here on the back of disappointing in, um, in Aintree. Uh, I, I couldn't really come up with anything that I could honestly come on the podcast and say, I'll, I'll give you a mention there. The only one that actually appealed at any kind of a price was I was told to have a bet on Street to Doyen that the McConnell team really fancied him in the old RSA, the now uh, Brown Advisory. And um, they pulled him up uh, behind Lon Press. What's going on, Noel Hayes? Hayes Wise has just walked in, by the way, as he strolls on. Hayes Wise. Uh, Noel Hayes is playing in the main event, so he doesn't have time to talk, unfortunately. But of the bigger priced horses, McConnell's Streets of Doyne would be the one I'd, I'd highlight. Sorry, I just got thrown off there by Noel, Noel Hayes walking through. He's as fresh in the morning as he is in the evening. It's, un unreal. it's unreal. He just, he just, he's just, he's just a beautiful man. Oh yeah, Legend. top to toe, beautiful Legend. man. First person I called when I started the final furlong was Noel, and he was on the show for years until uh, he, he moved on to bigger things in the corporate world. But um, for, first time actually getting to see him this week, and like he doesn't even know we're recording. It's like, hey, McKennedy, how are you getting on? He's a legend. 
<laughs> yeah, he just can't afford Noel anymore. He's just too big in the game. Let's be honest about it. He's yeah, he's just too big in the game. I'd do it for ten grand. Yeah, I mean, streets streets would have a chance. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, she'd have a squeak, and I'm around him. Oh, jeez, I'm looking at the price here. Seventy-one. It's definitely worth a little a little each way flutter. You'll always get something. You'll always get horses running big prices in this race, and uh, yeah. Street to Ryan could be a, could be a little uh, could be a little each way value there. But we're both in agreement that Max Flamingo is the main Max play. Max Flamingo, and I, I know we had a little chat beforehand, but with saying who do you fancy? Not I'm not even. Did you tell me you fancied Max Flamingo? Mm. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, no. I didn't. Well, did you well, not? Well, I actually said he was full time score. All oh, right, no, if Max Flamingo. I didn't. I said to myself, God, I'm taking Emma's chance. No, and, like, the more not. I the no. more I read it, the more I read into Max Flamingo and just everything I like about it. I had a quick look at the the last one, and I just I'm just loving everything about Max Flamingo. And I think if you can get anything from you know nines or plus. I take the price now I think it's going to get shorter and I think it's going to be uh, possibly the punt of the race yeah if you whatsapp Kaluki now I'm pretty certain they'll give you nines I'm pretty certain if you get in touch with them now and we're recording on Saturday they'll be fair with you they'll look after you they'll, they'll sort you out but don't pull the piss don't be looking for a grand at, at nines you know but they'll, they'll sort you out for 50 or 100 at nines cool. um Colin, if I'm wrong about that, apologies, but I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, it's fascinating, fascinating race, by the way. I wouldn't have the favourite with stolen money. Um, who's your best bet? My best bet is the, uh, the the Gold Cup winner of next year, the great Galapond. Uh, the Galapond de Champ. for him at the plus bet. I'm dying, Kaluki. Come back to me with that uh, extra distance, the plus distance. I'm looking for plus five and a half, which I'll bite at the kid. Everything is going on. I'll even, you can even, I'll even sell the kids. No, the kids. Don't, don't even mind. I don't even care. I don't. It's not even the college fund anymore. I'll sell the kids and we get that money on as well. And um, I, I think that's the, the best. And then Max... Uh, Max Flamingo in the in the Grand National. I think that's a good. I know there's no such thing. Uh, there shouldn't be a good bet in the Grand National, but I really do think clean run gets around without any major incidents. Max Flamingo is going to be very very hard to beat. And Dennis loves that horse. Absolutely loves him. Uh, easy game is the nap of the week for me. Phil, we're doing the Irish Poker Open. Uh, what we're about to go into is day officially day two. Um, two million guaranteed prize money. It, it's incredible what's in there. I mean, we've had uh, 37 different countries represented uh, for the for the Open. We've had 750 odd players who have come back for day two. The winner is going to take over 300 grand in in cash. Now, 300 grand to JP and Paul, who are the organisers. That's only small change to those guys. But for the the ordinary guy in the street, this is uh, this is a huge amount of money. But you know what it is? The Irish Poker Open. It, it it's the one event. It's the one event. I'm a poker player. I love the game. I love winning money in poker. It's fantastic. But with the Irish Poker Open, it's different to money. There's a prestige that there's like no other event that I know. If you become an Irish Poker champion, become part of Irish Poker, you know, heritage, your name goes up there. And as ridiculous as the thing it is to say, I would even prefer the title over to the money because that's it. And I'm a poor guy. So, so, so that's, that's, that's for me, it's the situation of, you want to be the champion, you want your name in that trophy, and you want to be up there with the all-time greats. Yeah, and to be fair, I hate bringing this up, I really do, but the first time I commentated in the Irish Open was the year you made the final table as the commentator because you busted out on the bubble for the final table. And right. you were that close. You were that close. And it, you were you were almost like dejected. But then like half an hour into the gig the next day, you're just buzzing. And yeah. it was a fantastic uh, final table. But like you're an incredible player in your own right. 
Well, thanks, thanks, thanks for saying that. That's the fifty quid back for you for saying that. <laughs> thanks very much. There's any any poker players listening will not agree with you. But um, listen, I finished ninth that year. It was two thousand and nine, and I'd already been asked by the the organisers to to commentate or to to card call the final table. They and, were panicking. Um, they were yeah, freaking out. And they were all sitting there going, "What are we going to fill us in?" There's eight go on to the final table, and Phil is top nine. I had ace queen on a queen high board, and I lost out. And I remember one of the players turned around. I was up there the next day, and I was in the in the monkey suit. I was in the tuxedo doing the card calling. You know. And they're kind of all looking at me because they weren't really sure what was going on. This guy was sitting beside us yesterday, and now he has a mic and a monkey suit. And one of the players turned around and go, hey, Phil. And says, yeah. And he says, uh, like, is this what the guys do? If you, like, bubble the final table, do they make you commentate on the cars the next day? So I'm, so I'm there giving back. it the old mid-Atlantic, ladies and gentlemen. And I turn around and my little Dublin brogue and I go, ladies and gentlemen. Are you off your head? Of course not. I just I was booked in for the gig. So so uh, yeah, come here. It was, it was a great experience and a, and a fantastic. And I got forty k out of it as well. Yeah, so did, that yeah. that that softened the blow a little bit. Um, but no, a, gr- a great experience and and uh, it's it's a huge and the, the setup and everything and what the guys have done inside, fantastic setup. But uh, we'll as soon as this is over, we'll get back to my first love, which is horse racing. And hopefully, hopefully, we've given the uh, listeners a, a, a couple of we've guided them into a, a few bob for the weekend. I hope so. I think we have. That was the year Kara Scott finished second in the, yeah, in the Irish Open. Gary O'Hanson, I think, won it. That's right. And to be honest, he got lucky. She no, she got was, she it, got coolered. It was the greatest final table for for drama and for amazing things. I remember uh, she flopped the she flopped the nuts, and on something like a three four five board, she had six seven. Uh, he had queens. Yeah. And the run out gave them a chop. It was three, four, five, and six and seven run came out on that street. thing. It was incredible what happened. There was a lad from Sick. Canada whose name escapes me, and he came in as the chip leader, and it was an incredible final table. So many twists and turns. It was, yeah. it was a really incredible. 2009, look it up on uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant one. Uh, Bex, myself, and Phil uh, were covering that one. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we've had a lot of fun so far. Fintan Gavin is my uh, partner in crime. We've done the, the ladies' main event, which was terrific. Uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation again, but Fina is her nickname uh, yeah. she was electric she's just hyper aggressive yeah. but at the same time she could just shut down pull the handbrake when she needed to yeah. no, she was she was amazing uh, we had the high roller last night uh, of course we were doing the main event and it's main event now the whole way through so looking forward to it Phil pleasure chatting to you absolutely loved it thanks very much for the invitation uh, it's great to be on it and uh, thank you again for the invite we'll be getting you back on after all this gravy is made as well by the way uh, so live from the Irish Pro Group in, in the City West if you haven't seen it yet check out YouTube Twitch social media at Radio Emmet and um, we'll make sure we'll point you in Phil's direction as well he's a top bloke and uh, we'll be reviewing all the action Tuesday with Darren McGrath so hopefully if you're at the open day for Donald McCain's you enjoyed it if not hopefully you're watching the Irish Open Be safe, be well, we'll talk to you soon. God bless. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast owner's morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most 
most expensive horse Sunday have ever bought. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk.